Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, Tuomo, here for Lifestyle Mastery Podcast. And today's episode is going to be with Mareka de Jong from Holland. And I'm extremely, extremely blessed to have her as my guest here. And we're actually recording this live on a um, in Tahiti. Uh, it's the first one for me that I'm recording live with someone. It's super, super excited to do that. Mareke um, moved to Tahiti a while ago. And very, very similar story than what I have. And she is currently an energy coach and life strategist guiding women from burnout to bliss. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Marike. How are you doing? Thanks, Tomo. I'm, I'm really good. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Super cool to have a, um, another European here in the other side of the world. So we're super connected here. So today, we, like I said, we are going to jump straight into it. And we're going to be talking about burnout. So the people that have been following me and listening to sort of my show on this one, I talk a lot about lifestyle and obviously the show is lifestyle and mastery and for me personally it's a lot about high performance sort of peak performance how to possibly get more out of your engine so i'm super excited to hear and to have this conversation with you today because your work dives not necessarily to the other side but the but the the, the people that run their engines too high and rev too much probably and they forget this other side of the conversation that it's kind of lurking there, uh, kind of in the shadows, that is the burnout. So I want to start with this, that what is your definition of a burnout, first of all? Like, let's, let's go to the basics first. Yes, great question. And, and important question also, because it's often misunderstood. But uh, officially, uh, burnout is basically a state of complete mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion. So basically, there is no more energy to keep going. And it's caused by a prolonged state of stress, usually over years and years and years. However, what I like to say is pretty much it's the emergency break of the body pulled by the soul. Because normally, we have had many, many, many signs of our body, right? Burnout doesn't just happen. We've had many signs of our body uh, going on. However, when we don't listen to them at some points, to me, this all just pulls the emergency brake and it's just like, okay, we're going to stop here. So it's a complete state of exhaustion. Right. That's And that's something that I talk a lot about as well um, in my videos and in my content about listening to one's body, like listening to the signs, even if it's the burnout or if it, whatever we're doing, uh, if it's nutrition as well, how does your body feel? And for a lot of people, listening to their body is difficult as well, right? It's, it's something that if it's the food, if it's the hunger, or in this conversation, we talk about the burnout. What was it like for you? Um, maybe we can jump into your story a little bit. Um, you were... Correct me if I'm wrong, but you were working on a corporate job back in Europe, uh, cons consultancy possibly, but you can clarify that better. And you obviously experienced a, uh, a burnout. So what were those signs and symptoms for you that started coming out? And maybe you can kind of open up your, your personal story a little bit from there. Yeah, sure. Um, 
basically for me it was a little like i just said um in hindsight which is always easy speaking in hindsight the symptoms and the signs and the signals of my body were there for a long time so like you said i was working in a corporate job i was consulting it was high speed always pressure always performance uh, always peaking 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 all the time and i seem to have it all basically i bought the house i had incredible friends uh, i had the job i had the income uh, i live in amsterdam in a in a great place in the middle of the city but there was underneath the surface there was a big empty smile lurking uh, and a depletion of energy and basically the symptoms were there so i was getting more and more stressed i was taking less and less time to recuperate at some points i had muscle cramps i had tingling in my body i was withdrawing kind of from social events and my productivity started going down also which led me to not listen to my body but to blame my body to force my body to be like why are you not cooperating i hate my body i need more coffee i need more da 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 da, da. all those things that we in our society's narrative basically have been taught right that we need to make our body more productive and faster and uh, put more coffee, more pills, whatever. But I'm completely with you in this one. We need to learn to not take care of our body. We need to allow our bodies to take care of us by listening to our bodies. So that um, was pretty much ignoring all those symptoms for years is what's, what led me at some point to not be able to get out of bed anymore. I literally, at some point, I was exhausted. I could not sleep anymore, even though I was exhausted. I lay on my bed with my eyes wide open for the whole night, even though I was tired. And um, the next morning, I just couldn't get out of bed anymore. I thought, okay, I have to get to work. I have to go to, but I couldn't. Like my literally, my body literally told me, no. Right, and that's um, it. it. Became like a proper stop sign. Like that's it. Proper stop sign. Yeah. What happened? Like that, you were not listening to your body, and then what happened after that? Where were you? You said that you were not actually physically able to go to work anymore. You did you reach out for help, or did somebody come to you and say like, "Hey, my friend, like now it's time to do"? What, what, what were the what was the sort of the turning point from there? Like this was the let's say that we're on the bottom of the bottom of the valley right now. What was the turning point? What were there, were there signs or triggers, or did it come internally, or did somebody come and kind of shake you up a little bit? How how did the turning point to you this is a great question because often when we get to burnout the emergency break is there however the, the pattern that led us into this state is also still in place so i couldn't physically like i literally could not get up anymore like i if i would get up i would start to cry not because anything emotionally was happening but almost like a baby when a baby's crying and crying and crying they're just tired they need right. to rest but so I couldn't get to work anymore. I reached out to, to colleagues. Uh, but the first thing I did was, oh, I'll be fine, you know, one day and tomorrow I can come, da, 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 da. And, and all this narrative that I'd been playing all along in my head, it doesn't evaporate overnight, right? Mm -hmm. So I just basically continued in this story. But thankfully, the colleague I had on the phone, uh, he was like, you know what? You're not going to come tomorrow. You're not going to come the day after. In a couple of days, I'll come to your house and we'll just see from there. So just forget about everything you have in your mind right now and we'll just take it from there. 
So I'm grateful for him to doing so because I was not in the right state of mind anymore to make a judgment about my own performance. And I was still in this narrative of I have to, again, perform, go, go, go. So the turning point, as you're asking me, it basically came, uh, it was a process. It was not one moment uh, that I completely changed, but the moment that I could not get up anymore was a really key moment because it made me internally choose and to me, choice is the foundation of any change. Right. I chose, I do not want this anymore. I'm not going to do this any longer. Mm-hmm. Did I know how to get out of it? Did I have any clue on how to change my patterns, my beliefs, and all that jazz? No, I had no idea, but I chose. And uh, the process started from there. That's that's extremely powerful. The, the choice comes first. And I, I, I love the fact that you were able to that somebody was there for you like you would probably agree with me um and for me in the recent years i I come from from finland and our background is kind of similar but but different in in sense but our culture in finland sort of the scandinavian culture is also very similar like don't ask for help you got this keep going keep pushing um very sort of you know, obviously corporate world is similar all around the world, but the, our Scandinavian culture, a lot of the times is like that as well. Do it yourself. Like, and that's something that I really had to learn hard as well. to go and ask for help and, and count for others. Because in this journey, if it's a burnout or whatever journey we are on, it is extremely hard to do it on your own if impossible like there are possibly people that kind of hammer it on their own but not for long so having that support network i think is crucially important you probably agree and then at the same time that sort of the external help combined with your own choice that is a powerful you're kind of you're kind of attacking that burnout from from internal forces as well as from the external support so that's beautiful and then let's go a little bit because like i said this this podcast is lifestyle mastery so that I haven't lived in Europe for a long time, but I can imagine what it is like right now. So talking about that sort of lifestyle and the pressure of the corporate world, um, how relevant the burnout it is actually right now underneath of what we see in the media or like, what would you say in what you experienced there when it comes to the corporate world, how many people are, sort of mild burnout or in the verge of going that way and not talking about it like how how necessary it is people to start listening to their bodies it's huge to unfortunately and this is also why i'm why i've chosen this path and why i'm so passionate about it because the moment i started to open up about it and this is goes for any topic you're vulnerable about and you start opening up about you will see once you open up the whole world is going to come to you and be like, oh, I still have the same. Oh, my God, I'm so happy you're talking about it. And it's huge. And there are so many people who just don't know. But we are we are kind of told to constantly keep up, you know, the good face and, and you know, provide for ourselves. And in case of women, there's also a huge talk about independent women in Europe. Like you have to da, 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 be able to take care of yourself and step up and all these things, which is beautiful in a way, but it has a dark side. So, and the World Health Organization actually recognized burnout quite recently, also as a 
as an issue, like a topic that really needs attention uh, within occupations, that is a huge problem that needs to be solved. So mm-hmm. I can't give you the exact percentages right now, but this is huge, right? The World Health Organization right. recognizing it as an issue. Uh, it says a lot about, yeah. For sure. For sure. And what would you like just... Just as a here in the, in the middle that just came out, like what would for someone that's listening right now and having some symptoms or mild symptoms or deeper symptoms, but feeling like they don't want to raise the hand or there's they don't want to expose themselves and be vulnerable, like you said, what would be something that you you, you could tell someone like where where to start that sort of path of vulnerability and the path of like raising your hand, like hey. I'm suffering like like because that's a hard one that's a hard one and how how would that like someone start navigating that route i would say to open up and to be vulnerable like uh ground rule number one is you need to feel safe right so it's it's hard to do it oh to post a post on, on on facebook or whatever about it and you don't have to just find one person whether it is a professional coach or whether it's just someone you trust in your close surroundings and you open up a little bit or you ask them, you know, have you dealt with this also? Or what is this like in your perspective? Or how do you deal with stress? Just start opening up little by little to people you trust. And then you're going to see, I promise you, you're not alone. You're not the only one. Everybody is having these thoughts every now and then. Um, So start small and there's going to be help coming to you, but you have to open up yourself first to it and be willing to, acknowledge number one that actually some help would be nice and i don't have yeah. to do it alone and to accept it when it comes absolutely that that building trust i talk about that myself quite a lot as well and it's, it's such a key perspective and i've i've personally studied a little bit of our nervous system as well and from the nervous perspective the the feeling of safety is is the number one so if we don't Safe at our workplace or back home, or if you don't feel if you don't feel safe with yourself, or you don't have that self trust, it's going to be very very difficult to, to be vulnerable or ask for help. So starting to build self trust, trust with other people, and that, that safety that like if it's your workplace, have, finding those people that provide you a sense of safety, it is it is a crucial crucial step. Yeah, and there is um there's two things I would like to say about that because it's so important what you're saying that this whole nervous system element that you just touched upon um, the thing is it's not that long ago that we were living in a society where you went to work and then on your way home to work there, you couldn't you know be on your phone be on a call da 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 keep that productivity up so we had a much more natural balance if you will between doing and being and allowing that nervous system to relax, to reset, to recuperate. And now that we're living in a society where we're constantly bombarded with information and with people asking for our attention, it's beautiful, but it requires and demands from ourselves that we put that boundary ourselves and that we give our nervous system the opportunity to relax and reset ourselves, that we take control because it's not so natural anymore as it used to be. So that's one thing. And the other thing I wanted to touch upon is that um, this asking for help thing that you mentioned that can be quite hard. Mm -hmm. That to me, the beliefs we have in our mind um, are a big 
cause also of burnout. So, for example, a lot of us have the belief that asking for help is going to make me less successful. Mm. And if you don't break this link in your head, then you're going to be up for a tough ride. And if you look at the most peak performing entrepreneurs, for example, they are the ones who are really good at asking help, who, who give the tasks to people who do them best, who, who delegate, who can say, hey, you guys, I can't do this by myself. So breaking that link inside your head um, can be really powerful also. 100%, 100%. That's, that's a very key point that it actually is just coming up to me right now is that if, if it comes to high performance or peak performance, like I'd like to talk about, I have a little bit of a sports background and probably that you can relate a lot of the sort of the, the, the top athletes into sort of top corporate people as well. And, and, and making mistakes, for example, is, is, is a biggest learning crown that there is. And I would say also like when somebody's doesn't want to ask for help or, or doesn't feel that they want to put themselves out there and, and show vulnerability, that's also feeling like, oh, I'm a mistake, or I've made a, made a mistake, or I'm not good enough in a way, obviously. And, and I kind of like to turn that around by making mistakes. It's, it's the best way to learn and the best way to grow. And understanding that nobody's perfect, obviously. And we all have our cracks and imperfections. And through those imperfections is how we learn and how we grow. And, and to putting your hand up and say like, hey, I've, I've, I'm burning out. I, I need some help. That is, a, that is a tall order to put out there for sure. And understanding like, hey, I need to grow. I need to, need to get myself in a better state of mind, emotionally, mentally, and physically. It's a big thing. So that's something that we could, we could dive and talk about forever. But like I said, if somebody's listening to this and feeling like, hey, I have some issues that I need to solve out, create a space of safety, create trust, and ask for help. Exactly. And other thing that you said there that I wanted to touch about, you, you mentioned about the boundaries. And we talked a little bit about before we, uh, before we started, uh, that's a big, big part of your work as well. You want to open that a little bit as well? Like when you said setting boundaries, what does it mean like when we are when we're not like, let's say that we're now overcoming the, the deepest part and we're starting to climb up before we go into the full process, how you did it, you said that a big part of it is setting boundaries. Yeah. How, how crucial that was in your personal journey as you were starting to climb up from the depths of the valleys? Huge. It was huge. Tomo. And to be honest, it's, it's a process, right? It's not like, oh, at some point I'm the best expert at setting boundaries and it's mm -hmm. never going to be a topic again. But uh, to me, one thing that's, um, that's crucial is to be able to tune into yourself and to know when a yes is a yes and when a no is a no. Um, most people who are having trouble with setting boundaries, they will be the people who have the belief or thought in their head. They always have to either please everybody or they have to make other people happy for themselves or all the, this, these kind of narratives. Mm. but then you're already in your head with the other people but you have to learn to go to yourself first and check with yourself and it can be as simple as does this give me more energy to do or does it take energy from me right and when you're able to be honest with yourself and to say is it a yes or is it a no for me then you know that inside yourself you 
the next step is to be able to put it to the outside world and to learn to say no and honor yourself when you actually want to say no. But step number one is to be able to to know, to tune into yourself and be honest with yourself. Actually, no, I don't want this. Actually, yes, this is what I want. Um, and this is also one of the, the way I help people follow phases, basically. So the first phase is all about ground zero, getting your energy back, getting re- rest, sleep, etc. But then the first key phase is all about this. And I know you talk a lot, a lot about clarity as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love it because this is the first phase of, of the journey I take people on as well. Because if you're not clear about who you are, if you're not clear about what you want and what you don't want, then it's going to be really easy for the world to sway you in all directions. And your boundaries are going to be really hard to determine if you don't have that clarity. Right, right. That's that's such a key piece, and I absolutely love that. I, I I talk a lot about the quote unquote black and white, and that's something that it it's I, I kind of swing back and forth a little bit about it because you know life is not all about polarity, like completely black or completely white. There's lots of colors in between. But what are you saying right now? It's such a key point, especially when you're starting to climb up. We absolutely have to set those boundaries and. And a lot of the times, if we say like, oh, maybe, if, maybe, but, should, could, we're not going anywhere. There's no clarity in that one as well. Sometimes, and especially I think when things are a little bit harder, we have to go a little bit more black and white. We have to bring that polarity into our field. So saying like, either it's a hell yes or it's a hell no. If it's the people that we're going to meet, if it's the meeting that we have to, 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 to join, or if it's the, the food that we choose at the supermarket is this going to give me energy like you like you said or is this going to drain me from the energy when you have those that kind of polarity in your action in the beginning it becomes very simple and i believe that that's a big part of that clarity that i talked about and you'd like to talk about as well i love that so there's a one major takeaway already that when you're struggling set clear clear boundaries Go from black to white and say like either heck yes or either heck no. And so let's jump into your process. So at the moment, you're helping women to go from burnout to bliss. Um, and I love that, by the way. Um, so there's you have a system or strategy of your that you developed or basically that you follow up. So how does what, what does that look like? Let's say that somebody comes to you right now and say like, I'm struggling or they're burned out. You start from those boundaries. Where do you go from there? Great question. Um, of course, it's going to differ per person. Like everybody's unique. So everybody needs a different approach, different tools, etc., different healing. But uh, the phases in the journey I take people through usually follow what I just said, like ground zero. First, take care of your body. Put your rituals and routines in place so that your body can recuperate your nervous system can rest and then we go into this clarity phase where we get really clear also on um what is it that you do want and again i know you talk a lot about purpose and for me personally in my journey this was also really key that my my soul if you will was trying to tell me constantly like what you're doing currently is not for you anymore and if you're on that path if you're doing something that internally you really don't want to do anymore you're going to be draining yourself a lot. 
So in that first phase, clarity about, you know, what do you want? What, you know, what energizes you? What do you want to focus on? Et cetera, et cetera, to allow people to, to get that spark again, if you will. Tune back into that is really key. Then we move into a phase that I call clearing, which is basically, okay, we, we've put the vision in place of what I do want. Now let's get clear on what's in the way and let's get rid of it. So to give you an idea, emotions that are, you know, that are constantly bothering you that we need to release. This can be beliefs, like a very common one for burnout people is I'm not good enough or no matter how hard I work, it's never good enough or, uh, or this narrative of to make money uh, means working hard. Uh, or working means uh, stress, for example, if this is constantly what we've been raised with and we internalize this as being true, where actually it's not true at all. So in this phase, we let go of emotions, energy, beliefs, patterns that are in the way. And this is crucial before going to the last phase, which is basically creation. And this is taking steps to actually make that vision a reality. And like I said, it will differ very much per person. Like someone who is, thank God, not yet really burned out will have a different process than someone is like really needs to spend a lot of time to get their body to have that peace and quiet again. So it, the, the phases differ, but it's, it's always follows this kind of flow in the journey. And it's, yeah, I mean, I love it. It's the most exciting thing for me to see sure. someone, you know, tune back into who they are and get excited again. And, um, learn that there's also life possible without stress and forcing and controlling all the time and you can still be successful. So Beautiful. That's such an important work you're doing. And let's, um, I want to touch back a little bit about your personal story of that. When you started climbing back up, I mean, like you said, there's, we don't really, we cannot put a timeline or, or exactly if it's going to take two weeks or two years or longer. What was it like for you? Like, let's say that how long it took from you to 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 be back in the normal operation and what were your personal sort of key takeaways that helped you personally to go from the bottom of the valley to let's say to normal operation that you were now again being able to do the things you wanted and enjoying life again um to be honest it's hard to put a time like officially because when you're burnout and you can't go to work anymore you, you're gonna of, of course have to go to a, like an occup occupational doctor or something like this you're gonna make an assessment of whether you can or actually cannot work officially it took a year for me to be declared you know productive again in that one, sense one year one year uh however to be honest I was not after one year physically like completely energized, healthy, like I still had stuff coming back up and it does not, I know people who've been out for three years, but it really doesn't have to take one year. So one big mistake that I made because I was still in my pattern was constantly thinking, oh, I can go again. I can go again. Oh no, right. I'm fine. I'm fine. And this is really detrimental. And I was, so skilled at making other people believe also that I was fine that even the doctor was like oh yeah okay actually I think it was okay and then a couple of weeks later I was at the office working and again all I could do was like break down all the time because I just could not I didn't have energy so I was exhausted right. 
So if you, and that's something that I would love to bring across to the listeners also, is that take your body seriously. You're worth it to not get that deep into the rabbit hole. And it really doesn't have to be that way. So yeah, be take care of yourself well and don't don't let it get there. Get help before or if you're in it, uh, get whatever kind of help feels good to you because mm-hmm. there's there's people who can be out of it in a couple of months, but when you're in this mindset of how fast can I get out of it, then you're in the wrong mindset because that's the mindset that got you there in the first place. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's it's it's such one of those things that it's not one or the other. Uh, there's possibly one or two things that were bigger sort of blocks that helped you out, but in the end of the day, um, you it, it's everything. Like you, it's the support from other people. It is the, your own internal work. It is changing your environment and environmental structure at your work probably. It's hard to put a finger on one thing, right? But which is, was there something that was sort of, quote unquote, the cornerstone habit, if you will, or kind of a cornerstone thing that really um, was one of the key pillars on your recovery, if you will? Yeah. Um, I have a couple of specific tips later about what mm-hmm. people can actually do. For me, number one was learning to listen to my body. Like in every single what do I want right now? What do I need right now? Is it sleep? Is it going for a walk? Is it being in nature? Uh, all these things were magical for me, but constantly checking in with my body, learning to listen to my body, that was one key one. And a second key one in my recovery was also what you just mentioned, what we just talked about, is letting go of the narrative, the thoughts in my head that told me I have to be productive all the time. I have to do that a lot. And I had different practices i had a coach i was working with who was mirroring me in the process and and helping me let go of beliefs like making money is hard work or i have to please everybody constantly to get love or whatever the narrative is so physically in touch with the body then they let go of this mental chitter chatter those were like two huge things before i could like get back up um, uh, and create a life uh, that's actually aligned with who I am on the inside. That's the third one, but uh, you can only do that when you have the energy for it. So, yeah, I'm I'm a huge big fan of energy in general. And then when when we when I talk about energy, there's is there's a physical energy which is okay. How how well we can operate in the world physically. Now then, there's the emotional resilience or emotional energy as well. And then there's a mental energy. And then there's also the fourth one, which is, you could call it the spiritual energy or more sort of, and that's where the purpose comes to me in place. So the energy is such a key piece. Like once we are physically, mentally, emotionally able and energized, uh, I think that is absolute key piece. So taking care of that, that personal resource, making sure the battery is fully charged in the morning. And when you go to bed in the evening, that you have sort of routines and rituals in place that, that you're able to to charge that battery to, over the night as well. Because like you, you shared as well, you were not able to sleep at all during your, during your dark phase, if you will. So which means that when you wake up in the morning, the battery is empty, right? So let's, let's 
starting to wrap up here slowly. So if you, I'm a big fan of habits and routines. So right now at this current moment, what are the sort of some of the routines and rituals and habits that, that you have in place? Um, and out of those that you have, have you set them in, in, a, in a mindset that this will quote unquote prevent you, me from going back to where I was? Um, or do you have sort of preventative measures in place against the burnout or, or how do you deal with that at the moment? Because it's probably something for many people like, okay, now I've, I've, I'm out of it, but it's still kind of yeah. back there. How, how do you navigate that right now? Or do you, do you still think about it? It's a, it's a two-way question. So first of all, like, do you still think about the burnout or do you feel about it? And, and what are the sort of routines and rituals that you set in place to move you forward, and keep, you, keep you energized and going? I must say I'm uh, I have pretty pretty big trust at the moment that I'm I'm not going to get there again but the second part of the story is that for the body it's different the body stores you know your fears or the processes that you've been through they it stores it um so sometimes I do get you know when I'm tired or when I mean I'm not 100% stress free I'm a human being so sometimes when I stress I notice you know this that my body is going into this mode of, oh, no, no, not again, no, no, not again, which makes it worse, basically, because I'm blocking. Um, so it does still come up sometimes. Uh, but what's really, really key for me is to get out in nature, which is why I absolutely adore Tahiti, because it's incredibly beautiful here. So to go into nature and to switch off. Um, so the switching off from electronics is something that's still a challenge for me. But when I go in nature, when I turn off my phone or put it away I'm just there and on this doing this going out in nature leaving your phone at home even if it's hard for you even if it's just 15 minutes or if it's just a short walk around the block it doesn't matter it's if you are able to put that in a in a habit like you're saying then it's going to create magic for you so to create these habits which are both outside as well as switched off like we talked before like not this switched on mode all the time uh, this is what really, really helps me. So that's one. Uh, another one which people might also benefit from uh, is a thing called Yoga Nidra. Mm -hmm. It's a form of, it sounds like yoga, but actually you don't have to do anything. You can just lie down and listen to a guided meditation, basically. And it's also been uh, said, it's a, it's a yogic sleep, they call mm -hmm. it. And basically it's been proven that 30 minutes of this Yoga Nidra will give you your body the rest of four hours of sleep. So I do this almost every day, every now and then I, I lose a day, but almost every day I do 30 minutes of yoga nidra and it's, it's magic to my nervous system, to my body, to my state of mind, to everything. So um, those two things I have in place, plus we always switch off the Wi-Fi and anything uh, at night. Um, and these are, yeah, these are key to me and uh, my, my other kind of meditations are my magic also. Beautiful, beautiful. That's interesting because I just read a um, a friend of mine actually it was just a few days ago posted something on the social media talk about forest, and uh, it just, he he put it the forest is for rest, forest wow. for rest, and I was like wow that's such a cool thing and I absolutely love nature as well. I'm I'm a nature junkie and very much an outdoors and 
And then he, he put it like forest is forest, but uh, I see. Okay, I got it. I got it. Wow, I never heard that one before. Hey guys, hopefully you're finding this chat with Mareka really resourceful and exciting and interesting and adds value to your daily life. Uh, if you want to dive even deeper into my personal work, there's a few quick ways of doing that. The very first one is you can have a look of my recent TEDx talk where I go a little bit onto my personal journey and that is under why lifestyle matters more than happiness in YouTube. And the second way of doing it is to go into Facebook group called Lifestyle Masterminds with that's where I share more of my personal content as well as adding ton and ton of value for all the community members. I'm doing some live feeds there and live calls every week. So I would really love to see you there. And other than that, if you, like I said, if you're really enjoying this chat with Mareka, leave us a comment, leave us a your review or ideas how to go from burnout to bliss or if you had some own experiences we would love to hear that but other than that without the further ado let's go back to the episode the people that live in the cities uh, get out in the nature get out in the ocean or the lakes or whatever it is like out of the house out of the sort of cubicles and the, the you know the, the centralized city structure we have and more and more people I just heard about recently as more and more people are now moving into cities and that is going to be the future. So the, the nature and the forest bathing it becomes even more crucial in the very near future. So let's let's uh, wrap up with uh, with one of my favorite questions always. And as, as someone um, who's possibly, like we said, it's possibly experiencing mild or even severe burnout either on the downhill or or down into the the bottom of the valley right now what would you how would you recommend or if you have one to three tips or ideas how to start the journey of recovery as an as an overall like you said like we talked about they they can be very specific and detailed and individualized but you got to start from somewhere you got to start walking and if you have no idea where to start from what would be your ideas and and sort of uh takeaways for someone to start walking the walk uh i'll kind of make a wrap up of some of the things i already said and put them in order because the first thing uh is what we touched upon at the beginning it's open up like if you don't open up you're going to be alone in the journey and it's it's really hard it's not impossible to open up find someone to trust to talk to whether it's a professional or it's someone around you that you trust that will be step number one uh two to me is rest like switch off you have to switch off you have to switch your brain off the stress of the force of the so go to nature and leave your phone at home um one tool i use a lot myself and also with my clients that people can actually also learn uh, for themselves is if you're dealing with a lot of emotions, but usually people with burnout do because they're tired and it triggers everything to come up. It's called the EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. And basically it's, again, going back to the nervous system, it acknowledges and it releases emotions that you have while calming the nervous system at the same time. So you're tapping on different points on your body and you're releasing. So this can be really healing. 
uh, and if you can Google it, there's a million resources and videos that people guide you through it. So this is a key one. And also, again, when you're in the beginning of the journey, um, keep track of what gives energy and what takes energy. And you're in a state of pretty much emergency right now. So say no to anything that takes your energy. And it might feel egoistical, but actually it's not. It's like the, the airplane where they say put your mask on first and then give a mask to somebody else. If you do not take care of yourself first, if you do not learn to say no to the things that drain you when you need it most, then it's going to be a tough journey. And you really don't have to. It can be... It can flow, it can be easy, and life can be pretty incredible when you follow your joy, your energy, and your purpose. So uh, that's what I wish for people who are listening. Beautiful, beautiful. That is that is a uh, very nice and blissful way to end our conversation. Thank you so, so much for sitting down with me here here in Tidy Live. That was beautiful. And as a, as a very last one, where can people find you? What is where do you hang out um, socially online in this in this metric space? What is the best way to to get more information about you and your work and your process? Uh, people can find me at myrumia. It's interesting because it's a, a Polynesian name actually, which means holding a safe space for people to create. So it's my in English and then R U M I A myrumia dot com or myrumia on Instagram. Uh, or on Facebook, and uh, the easiest way to reach out to me is yeah through Instagram or on my website. Every all the information is there. So I I share tips, resources, also to guide people in whichever stage of their journey. So I'm really happy to chat with whoever wants more guidance or just wants to have someone to listen and uh, just reach out. I'm here. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, sitting down today with Marie-Claire Jean, we talked about from burnout, how to go from burnout to bliss. Extremely, extremely important discussion. Reach out to her. Uh, I will uh, put those um, her contact details into the show notes so you can check them from there and check her work out. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Thomas.